Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the fourth chapter of Acts. And if you remember from the previous episodes, the religious rulers were demanding of Peter and of John to understand how this man who had been lamed from the womb was now able to walk around. How had he been healed? So they said, by what power or in what name have you done this? And then Peter said, oh, first of all, it said, Peter just being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be made known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. So that's the end of the 10th verse. So this man is standing there before them, apparently, in good health. He's there, and Peter says, It is by the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, the Christos, the Messiah, the Anointed One. It's by him, by his name, that this man is healed. Well, Peter didn't stop there. Here's verse 11. He, speaking of Jesus, is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders which became the chief cornerstone. So Peter is giving us interpretation right here of the 100, I think it's the 118th Psalm, isn't it? Let me click a button here and I'll tell you. Uh, da, 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 um, yeah, Psalm 118. That's the quote. The stone which the builder rejected. And Peter adds, by you. The stone which was rejected by you. So the Spirit is interpreting this passage through Peter for us to understand that it's fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and they knew this passage very, very, very well. Okay, As a matter of fact, it might have been even the first psalm that would be sung after uh, a Passover meal, this 118th psalm. So Peter is saying, the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, and he's interpreting that they were the builders. They were the ones that were the builders of uh, uh, Judaism here. It has become the chief cornerstone. Well, he continues on, verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, remember what they'd ask, okay? By what power... Or in what name have you done this? And he's explained here that it's in the name and by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, he really doesn't even have to define the power part of it or explain the power part because the man is standing there healed. Also, they had heard all that had been proclaimed about Jesus being raised from the dead. And Peter has already driven it home twice with him that Jesus is raised from the dead. And now he's telling them, you know what? <clears throat> There's salvation in no one else. There's not going to be another Messiah. He is the Messiah. 
There's not going to be another anointed one. He is the anointed one. Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the one you crucified, the one that God raised from the dead. And when he says this, there's no there's salvation in no one else. I tell you what, that was far more powerful than perhaps we understand. And then he finishes his thought with the thought they started with. For there's no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other way to be saved except through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No other name under heaven. Well, how do you think these folks responded? Peter stops right there, verse 13. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Have you ever heard that phrase right there? Have you ever paid attention to it? You know, so often we think that to be used of God, that you have to have certain kind of training, you have to be educated in a certain kind of way, you have to do this, you have to do that. And I'm telling you what, man, uh, that's what we communicate. It really is. I mean, I can tell you from experience, I've been on both sides of that thing, okay? And right now, I hear it all the time in the way we come across. We actually draw lines of demarcation in the body of Christ. I'll give you a very, very prominent one. We refer to clergy and laity. Clergy, whatever that is, the religious rulers, the ones that have been trained Okay, And then the laity, your basic B-flat believer, just your average believer. And I think these distinctions are straight from the pit of hell itself. Okay, I really do. I think it's leftovers, uh, leftover of uh, Catholicism because you see nothing like that in the Scripture. Yes, you see where there will be those that are leaders, no doubt. Okay, you see that. But they're not to be treated the way that we treat them, the way we've created this whole thing. I mean, we've created this whole thing that is really very, very, very detrimental to the kingdom of God and the body of Christ. Something, often we do it uh, in ignorance, okay, and even well-intended. So we'll sit there and refer to somebody by some man-made title that we've pulled out of the Scripture. And then we actually orient our church government around a man-made position that we've pulled out of Scripture. And you don't see it anywhere in Scripture. And right here shows us how we're really supposed to be functioning. These religious rulers who had been educated, who had been trained, they realized that Peter and John had not been educated, that they were untrained. Now, it doesn't mean that Peter and John were stupid and ignorant in all things. No, no, no. They were sharp businessmen. They were fishermen. They had boats. They had people that worked for them. Scripture tells us that. Okay? So they were smart. But they had not been to the rabbinical school. They had not studied the Word of God in the way that these religious rulers did. And the religious rulers were amazed because of the confidence of Peter and John, the confidence in quoting the Scripture, the confidence in applying the Scripture, the confidence in interpreting the Scripture, the confidence to put the Scripture into action and to be the vessel whereby somebody was healed. And notice what these religious rulers did. 
Okay, let me read this 13th verse again. Now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed. So the religious rulers are amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. That is the real bottom line with this, folks. No, they weren't educated in the traditional sense. No, they weren't trained in the traditional sense. But they were educated and trained by being with Jesus. This is more than just going, oh, these are part of the guys that were with Jesus. Okay, Perhaps there was some of that. But they began to recognize, wait a minute, these are two guys that were with Jesus. Look at what's happening with people that have been with Jesus. Folks, this is what we're supposed to be doing as true believers. We are supposed to be those who are with Jesus day in and day out. And then the Lord moves by the power of his Holy Spirit to do what he desires in and through his body to the praise of the glory of his grace. And that people will not look to us and point to us, but we'll be able to point to Jesus and, say, and be able to tell them, it's in the name of Jesus that this has occurred. There's much for us to learn here, folks. There's much for us to glean. There's much for us to start living in. We need to do it now. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.